finding your experts around you to do the stuff that you don't know how to do because you don't want to be the one owning everything either because it becomes overwhelming. So being able to delegate or find the right resources around you to bring them onto your team is so incredibly important. And that's what people need to realize is you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to be a team of one, you know, just like you're like publications, medical publications, evidence-based practice. You never see just one author (laughs) on this 50-page publication, you always see multiple authors and you see multiple authors from different organizations as well. You don't see them from one hospital. You see them from multiple large hospitals because everybody comes from a different perspective. And bringing the strong team together and putting them together into a group to create this wonderful product or this wonderful publication is exactly what you need to do is, is even knowing what your resources are around you so you're not overwhelmed. Exactly. Especially... Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. How are you? This is Sabrina, your host for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. And today we have another exciting speaker, and Dr. Jasmine, and she is a nurse practitioner. Her story is really, truly amazing. And it's something that especially during now time, the round of having so much Asian hate crime happening and mm-hmm. to see someone who is the first generation Asian American who's born to Vietnam refugee actually but refused to just stay into the cocoon that she was in so she was so much uncertainty while she was growing up and to a culture that's so unfamiliar to her and she struggled she worked through that right being one the only daughter in the whole neighborhood of no asian in it and then going to through high school and breaking free from the mold of what she's in guess what she went into the military and at a very early age she had two beautiful kids and really helped her husband at the time, who's also in the military, to be enlisted, to be fighting the war while she's taking care of her babies. And then she decided it's time for her. It's time for her to show up and boss up and get herself degrees (laughs) in nursing and eventually became a leader in the nursing field and truly Mm -hmm. stand up. And now she is a creator and host of the show Comfort Kills, where she continued to challenge the status quo by sharing inspirational stories of unimaginable loss 
unbelievable courage and undeniable miracle. So I so love it. Jasmine is here with us to talk about leadership, talk about mindset, talk about different transformation of being a different culture, being first generations. How can we continue to empower ourselves and not feeling like we're just in the strange land? So welcome, welcome, Dr. Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sabina, for having me here. Just wanted to really quick correct the the beginning part where it said nurse practitioner, not a nurse practitioner by trade. I'm a registered nurse by trade with a doctor in nursing practice. So the confusion there lies that most people are nurse practitioners to start off with, but I'm actually nurse executive route. So just wanted to clarify that so that I am not having stolen valor here, but very, very excited to be here to represent the nursing field as a whole. And yes, you know, I've done a lot of things, but I finally decided it was time to boss up and really just take charge of my own life and my own career and just kind of went straight forward and went for it with kids and everything. So thank you for having me here. Yeah. So me and Dr. Jasmine actually met on Clubhouse. So for people mm-hmm. who don't know the app, it's uh, it's only an Apple product. It's audio only. You can make it yeah. rooms and discuss and meet. Really great for networking. So mm-hmm. I've been hosting a room called How Asian Women Boss Up, where mm-hmm. it's a comfort room to share your gratitude for the day or the past week and how are you bossing up in the world. So exactly. she jumped in and then share her story. <laughs> And yeah. then I'm like, let's connect since we're all in healthcare and just working in different fields, different way. So how mm-hmm. can we really power ourselves, no matter what culture we're really coming from, right? Mm-hmm, Even exactly. Asian as a whole, there's so many different countries. <laughs> yes, exactly. So many different countries, so many different walks of life, so many past history, whether it's uh, refugees from leaving war, whether it's communism, whether it's, you know, genocide, there's so many different reasons that we all kind of ended up here in North America, whether it's America or Canada. And we're here now, you know, and we're all just taking advantage of that American dream and doing what our parents could have never dreamed for us. And I think essentially that's what it is, is being able to live out these dreams that my parents fought so hard to find for us. Exactly. Also, that become sometimes is a hold back for us Mm -hmm. in a sense of, well, my parents suffer so much to get us here. Exactly. Yeah. And then how am I going to perform? Mm-hmm. So they can be proud. They can know that I'm in the safe route. So how do right. I identify myself on what I need to do and achieve and mm-hmm. not be seen as you didn't do enough? So mm-hmm. I feel like some of us do hold that really yeah. strongly to not maybe step up into a level as approved, appropriate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even some of the question that I got, which sometimes I kind of feel a little bit offended is like, Oh, you're just a, a model minority. Oh and my goodness. <laughs> did you go to medicine just because your parents want you to? Yeah. Yeah. Have you no. ever got that question? I I have actually. And there was an Asian business that sold t-shirts and she actually was marketing a t-shirt that says not your model minority. And I bought the shirt. I was just like, because I wanted it to really prove something, you know, everybody thinks that because, you know, we're Asian and it like school just seems to come a lot more naturally for us. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think everybody from every race has their own, their own ability to reach for the fullest. And it's, how bad you want it, you know? So whether it's nature versus nurture, whether it was innate in you to always have higher IQ and be able to just grasp math and science and everything else easily, or is it something that you had to really study 
hours and hours and hours to get there, but we all had our own struggles in our own kind of way. And, you know, to think that a model minority made it, gave it an easy path for me, that's not true. Because like you said earlier, Sabrina, I joined the military after high school. I was probably one of the biggest disappointment an Asian parent can have is not going directly into college and pursuing the ultimate American dream of having a college degree. I joined the military. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to enlist and I'm going to do it this way because my recruiter says I can go to school too, which is not always 100% the truth. So I joined the military instead and that became my career. So my parents coming from Vietnam and my dad working, having been in the South Vietnamese army under like there was this huge misunderstanding of what being in the military meant for them because they were afraid it meant that I was always going to be at war. I was always going to be in danger. And so there was a lot of fear behind my decision of doing that from their perspective, but I ended up doing it anyways. I felt like I owed this country that I was raised in something, you know, and I wanted to just kind of give back to my community, give back and be a patriot and give back my time. You know, we lost so many American troops and soldiers and troops in general. And it, you know, I just felt like I owed something to this country and this nation that like paved, that created a life for me here. So that's what I did. But then eventually got out of the military and then went to school and then did what I should have done at 18. But, but I'm glad that I had the experience that I did because I, I grew up a lot. I grew up learning a lot of things. I became very independent and it was definitely a different mindset coming out of the military, having that instead of going straight to college and doing what some of my friends were doing who didn't finish college. And so, you know ended up succeeding in the end anyways. Exactly. It's all about the course we get to drive. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, no matter how much of external expectation there are Mm -hmm. casting us in this little perfect bubble that we have formed, and we still have to be the one who make that ultimate decision on what's the next step. So just like a lot of clients I work with, people have broke away from larger organization or they decided hey, I see a difference. I see something can be improved. So I'm going to step up because clearly nobody else wants to step Mm -hmm. up. People like the status quo, right? That's comfort. And just like your show killed the comfort. How do you going to overcome that? Sometimes when you get out of that comfort cocoon, it's going to be rocky. It's going to be unfreaking comfortable. But if without the uncomfortableness, you're not going to change into the next thing that can be less time cost and more Mm -hmm. revenue and more effective on how we are treating ourselves and our patients and our team, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, we have to consider it's not all about constantly adapting new information. As healthcare professionals, we're so good at learning and so mm-hmm. wanting to be a bookworm sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. is exciting. Let's learn this. Yeah. But if you're learning too much and you're not extracting the right information, mm-hmm. then it's also useless. It's really a waste exactly. of time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So like, I remember like last week when I work on this specific exercise with one of my clients. So she Mm -hmm. is a functional medicine doctor and then uh, especially on gut health. So what she looked at, we were talking about how do you really live in your desire zone? So Mm -hmm. you're not pivoting into the distraction zone or this interest zone, because guess Mm -hmm. what? Those zones going to make us procrastinate, lose Mm -hmm. momentum, and then we are actually turning our passion career into a prison that we created for ourselves. Yeah. 
And yeah. you can't even complain now because then you kind of like broke away, right? You're your own boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's so incredibly important. And thank you for mentioning that. But I think so many times people get too comfortable where they are, whether it's in their career, whether it's in their life, their relationship, their current financial situation, whether it's in debt or just making tons and tons of money, um, but not really being smart about what their next step is and, and not really having any more goals. They think, oh, I've already maxed out on my degrees or I've already maxed out on my promotions. And they don't think the next level, there's always going to be another level up from where you are, whether you see it, you know, and it's tangible in front of you or whether it's something you have to create yourself, it's always going to be there. And you always have to just keep pushing yourself, keep pushing yourself. And I think, you know, that was one thing that I, I, even though they tell me now, like having my doctorate is my, you know, terminal degree, there's nothing else I can do. Guess what? (laughs) I'm going to find something to do. I am a bookworm. I am, you know, a student for life. I am always going to continue learning. And so I'm looking at different ways to expand my creative writing and where can I take creative writing classes? It might not be a degree, but it's still education and it's still bettering myself. And so definitely always a way for you to continue to exceed what you've done before, because they say, you know, the richest place on the earth is at the graveyard where everybody's hopes and dreams goes and dies with them because they didn't act on it or they didn't have time to act on it or they didn't make it a priority to act on it. And so definitely incredibly important to just be be able to, to step away from all of that and do something different. And even like you were saying too, Sabrina, is being able to read as healthcare providers and healthcare clinicians reading and, and saying, oh, this is great evidence-based practice implement, but are you really sustaining or are you just throwing the next shiny object on, but not carrying it through? Because if you sustain and carry through certain types of projects, you may actually see major quality outcomes for your patients. And so, you know, let's not keep jumping, jump, 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 but like really master what you're doing before you jump onto the next thing too. Right, exactly. We wanted to be the expert, the mm-hmm. thought leader in our field, not yeah. master of none, right? If you're jack of trees and the master of none, why would people come to you, not the next door mm-hmm. person, right? Who does the similar things? If we cannot pivot ourselves into that unique perspective, unique self, on how we helping those patients, helping our colleagues, helping our community, now what is your really true mission in life? Have yeah. you even identified that? And as we're learning these new skills, it should be targeted back to that aim that you have, right? For Dr. Jasmine, she loves writing. So it makes sense for her to take more classes to improve her writing skill. But not mm-hmm. all of us should be a writer. Sometimes right. writing can be really boring for people. So yeah. like myself, <laughs> I'm never a writer, but I published a book with a collaborative effort with 17 other Asian women. And that also Mm -hmm. we did in a way of interviewing style. So Mm -hmm. there are ways for you to be able to push if you wanted to write, if you want to publish, but not Mm -hmm. to say everyone has the taking a writing skill because you can also do what? Have a chapter, have Mm -hmm. a book, send it out to people like Dr. Jasmine who love reading and editing and Mm -hmm. or these professional editors and they can fix it all up and make it beautiful for you and not having the uh, ickiness of like, oh, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do, right? Exactly. That's a great point, right? And so one of the things that I've been speaking to a peer about is like, she's in direct sales, but she says, you know, in doing direct sales and, and I don't understand how to promote 
this on social media or do that, or I don't have time for that. And so maybe this just isn't for me. And so I'm thinking, well, you got into this because you had interest. You got into this because you wanted an extra stream of income. But now the only thing that's deterring you is social media marketing. So if that's the case and you feel like you can work it into your budget, why don't you attempt having a manager to manage your social media content for you. And so then you push it off to them, say, I need you to do, you know, give them something to do. I need you to do three posts a day about this on a Monday, about this on a Tuesday, whatever the case is, but finding your experts around you to do the stuff that you don't know how to do, because you don't want to be the one owning everything either because it becomes overwhelming. So being able to delegate or find the right resources around you to bring them onto your team is so incredibly important. And that's what people need to realize is you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to be a team of one, you know, just like you're like publications, medical publications, evidence-based practice. You never see just one author (laughs) on this 50 page publication. You always see multiple authors and you see multiple authors from different organizations as well. You don't see them from one hospital. You see them from multiple large hospitals because everybody comes from a different perspective and bringing the strong team together and putting them together into a group to create this wonderful product or this wonderful publication is exactly what you need to do is, is even knowing what your resources are around you. So you're not overwhelmed. Exactly especially healthcare leaders who owns their own practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the miscommunication or understanding they form in our head is, ooh, now I can train my patient exactly the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Then they start become multiple bosses. They are mm-hmm. their own HR. They are their yep. own billing. They are their own operation system. They are their own practitioner. If you wear multiple hats, How much can you really be present, devote to your patient? Or how much can you be present in running your business? And it's even more crucial about what to do, even delegate, ultimate, or eliminate. So I Mm -hmm. call this a focus funnel. How can we identify the dead zone, right? Things that you're not good at and then you don't mm-hmm. love to do. It should yeah. definitely be eliminated. And because yeah. they're robbing your precious time, energy, and sanity. And mm-hmm. then it's about if it's just something you like to do, but you're not good at, guess what? That's a distraction because we spend so much time just digging around, figuring things out, and still not as good as we would want yep. it to, right? Yep. Or the other spectrum of distraction, which is the disinterest zone, things might come to you super easy, right? For some people, that could be review a paper, uh, mm-hmm. building this Excel sheet for review and tracking right. your patients or your outcome, right? Whatever yeah. that is. But it's not something they actually love to do. Just because right. you can build it, you can put numbers in, that should be an office manager or analyst's job. Because mm-hmm. if you think about your hourly rate, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's yeah. just keep cheaper. Your hourly rate of, let's say, keep it easy, cheaper, $100. Uh-huh. You can hire a biller uh-huh. for $15. If you do the one hour rate of what a $15 biller can do, does that mean your one hour, your life is worth $15 Mm -hmm. or do you want it to be worth $100? Yeah, exactly. That cost effective. And then you have to consider how much time you have lost. Now Mm -hmm. do what you love to do with your patients, with your ultimate, like managing all your other practitioners in your, uh, Mm -hmm. under you that's looking up to you 
for you to grow, right? Yeah. How detrimental is that? Do you really have time? Can you really afford not to fix this issue, uh-huh. right? Or you're just coming up with excuses of not doing it again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so really truly understand you worth more. It's not just about like, oh, I don't want to hire someone. I feel like I just need to keep pushing forward because I don't have resources. No, resources mm-hmm. everywhere. Just like what Dr. Jasmine said, you can find people who has those resources to help you, but not trapped in this mm-hmm. lack state. We're not exactly. ever going to be in the lack state if you continue to say you are. If you mm-hmm. say, I am able to be resourceful and have plenty of knowledge and plenty of help, then you can get into the next level and keep keep mm-hmm. going, right? So be able exactly. to say, focus, funnel, eliminate, then guess what? Ultimate and then delegate, Ooh, uh-huh. right? Like yeah. the trusting side of us and then <laughs> figure out what can you do that will produce your time versus robbing your time, right? Mm. And then, so I also would love for you to just chime in a little bit more on when you realize you wanted to step up as a leader, what was the thing that made the shift to say, hey, I better mm. step up now? The shifts happened when I had a leader that wasn't so great. And being in the military or being a military wife after having become a nurse, it was, or not after, but before, but the timing of it and the movement and the relocation showed me lots of different types of character in different types of regions in the United States. And coming from where I started as a registered nurse to where I ended up midway into my career, I had very many variable leadership. I had some really, really amazing leaderships that I came from under. And then I had some leaders that I was just like, how did she even get this position? Or how did he even make it here? You know, like there are some people who are really good at, I don't know, maybe just blowing smoke (laughs) and not necessarily producing anything. And then there are other people who are excellent leaders. And then there are those who are not really leaders, but they're just there because it was a popularity contest. I almost feel like And that's what led me into leadership. And I just said to myself, you know what? I'm ready to to take the next step and go into leadership and try this this route because I feel like I would have handled that situation, that staffing situation, that um, parent situation, that patient situation so differently if I were in that person's shoes. And I don't know if this comes naturally because I am the middle child and the only daughter in an Asian family. And so I'm the most vocal one or I'm the most attentive one. Or if it came from me just being in the military and having leadership skills instilled in me to know to take initiative, to know to take action and not just let things kind of snowball up. And so I decided to take on a leadership position and I actually left the hospital setting and took on a healthcare corporate position in addiction treatment. And it was the first leadership position that I got. And I learned a great deal about being a leader of multidisciplinary types skill sets. And then also I learned a lot about business because it was corporate healthcare. And between the two, it really gave me a very strong foundation. And so when we moved again, I just kept pursuing the leadership position and, you know, and here I am now. So I went into leadership because I saw a need for it. And I felt an itch to be a part of that and to be the good type of leadership that's out there and not so much the ones that's just there for the paycheck and for the day to day. I want to be the one that's actually there 
caring for my people and, and understanding how to put a team together, finding the strengths and weaknesses of all of my different people and helping them grow, empowering them to be better people. You know, I'm a huge advocate for education. So I'm always telling my staff, go back to school when you're ready. You know, like, when are you ready to go get your, your master's? When are you ready to go do the next step? And so I'm always advocating for them to push themselves. And I think because of that, it makes me, uh, you know, personally, I think I'm a great leader. And so I, I really enjoy what I do and I've had really great feedback so far. So that's what really led me there and I don't plan on leaving the leadership area. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Just like, hey, yeah. you know what? I see there's an uh, unfair advantage here that I need to take a charge of yeah. this situation. It's not good. I see a difference. Doesn't matter uh-huh. what other people wanted to stay status quo. I can make mm-hmm. it more efficient, better exactly. for a patient, for a, a clinic. Exactly. So that's yeah. how leaders are born, right? It's not point. Yeah. It's actually you self-realize that this is mm-hmm. something you need to do. So that's amazing. So Thank I know... You. For our speakers on the show, you guys are experts in different ways, but Mm -hmm. it's really difficult for us to be experts in all areas of our life. So that's Mm -hmm. why I asked our speaker to take a quick three minutes self-assessment, which I took 10 questions out of the 100 question deep dive with my clients just to have a quick thinking, right? You know, self-determination theory tells us the more aware, aware our own motivation, our own self, then Mm -hmm. it helps us to be more persistent, resilient, Mm -hmm. right? Perform Mm -hmm. higher. So what did you thought about when you took the assessment? Anything you would change at right now? Um, so we did get a peek of it. So I really appreciate that because I have like a short memory <laughs> loss issue thing going on here. But when we looked at it, it was pretty much, I felt very like aware of my answers and where I fell on that chart. So when you showed me that chart again earlier, it definitely was just like, oh yeah, I knew that, you know, like I, I'm totally accepting that when it comes to quality of life and, you know, putting health and fitness first, that's like bottom of the totem pole for me, because for me, in my mind, education is more important, career is more important. And my, my biggest thing is having to learn how to balance all of that and making everything a priority, (laughs) if that's even possible. But definitely I enjoyed taking it because it really helped me validate what I already knew about myself. Yeah. Right. And it definitely is hard when people think about, oh, can we truly balance everything, make everything priority? It's hard. So what I call them is creating a harmony cycle. So if Mm -hmm. we are be more present about all these different components, even Mm -hmm. we just spend that 10 minutes, half hour on these little things for that duration, we don't criticize ourselves for forgetting to do X, Y, Z, right? And then forgetting to pick up the laundry, forgetting to put that order in for my work, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. for the half hour in a gym, I'm 100% just working out. I am not thinking about anything else, right? So that's amazing. And I'm sure there's going to be, I feel like we can always talk nonstop, but uh, (laughs) how can people find you to learn more about you or your show? So the best place to go is comfortkillsmedia.com and you'll be able to find all the information about the show. It's on both podcasts as well as YouTube. And again, really, I'm just creating a platform for everybody to share their inspirational stories. So I've met so many people with different backgrounds and different walks of lives, and they've taken those stories and those traumatic pasts and those painful history that they've had and really have turned it into something so beautiful and so amazing and doing something back for themselves or the community. And it's, it's really, really refreshing rushing to just hear these stories and meet these individuals and getting to know what their story once looked like and how you can shift and change that into 
you know, the amazing person that you are today. So comfortkillsmedia.com is the best place to find me. And then of course, there's an email on there in the website that you can definitely click on and you'll be able to get a hold of me that way. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks everyone for listening in. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. We would love to hear your thoughts, what you love about it, and then what other topics that you like us to provide for you so I can find the speaker, the experts to help you to get there. Until next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.